Blog Talk Radio.
Yeah. Always thought that things would work out in the end, but friends are not friends and enemies are so close to me. I don't know who you're supposed to be. So contemplate that before approaching me. Got the south side right behind me, homie. And for me, that's plenty. Now the bypass the drugs and the haters and the handy play the politics right and ever so gentle. Reach up and snatch that bread. Get the fam fed. Get it like a man, like my uncles and pops would if they had the chance. Or maybe they did and just couldn't advance. Damn, all I can be. I am more than a man. Y'all don't understand. Gotta get the cheese like a multiple choice question. And all I see is me. Father told me long ago ain't nothing free, so I was talking that cheese like it's new gear. It's a revolution, so everyone be crucial. I can never break, you will never see me do so. Resolution, I will always be on top like revolution. Got the life cause I'ma shine bright. Pump the music, baby, it's a revolution. Feel the music, baby, it's a resolution. Pump the music, baby, it's a revolution. Rain in the windshield, the wiper blades got me dazing off and out of space. Working out my next chest move. A hole in the game to break through. In the meantime, I just grind and pray dudes. Rhyme and stay true, rather die than shot shoes. Since I was knee high, I shine better than bruise the face. And egos so are much better than you. My flow is clever, fine, so I can never lose. And you know it won't stop till a brother talking shop. In an office with a view, and a 30 story drop. And a pretty girl or two saying, Man, we take your shoes, clever, welcome to the top. Cause I need that gravy Checking the room, making sure nobody's shaded Laying in wait, lurking, waiting to play it Gotta pay the bills, gotta feed the baby If getting in it is a sin, Jesus save me Yeah, yeah You been listening to Long Road Home This DJ Food, Candy Music Quick Hit Hit me on Twitter, at DJ Food Hit clever, at clever. Shout out to my nigga Jay, facility studio. My nigga Lucci Lou. The hottest radio network on the planet. High frequency radio network. Sync up.
Because Peace of the God, peace of the goddesses I would like to welcome you to another episode of The Foundation Here on High Frequency Radio Network You know We understand incorrect information incorrectly applied can get you hurt Correct information incorrectly applied can get you hurt But here in the foundation, we're looking to apply correct information in a correct manner. With that being said, I'd like to welcome you to the foundation. I'm your soul. I mean, I'm your soul. (laughs) I'm your host, Soul L, Seeker of Truth L, Speaker of Truth L. It's soap, you know, like, like a bar of soap, but with a T at the end. You know, people call me Sock. I love you too. It's cool. It's actually so But we good Hope you enjoying your day Hope you had a great week I want to start off by saying All thanks, praises, and honors Are due to the creator And to the ancestors For without them we would not be here Definitely Also would like to say peace Big up, salute, thank you To big brother Yusuf L HighFrequencyRadioNetwork.com Creator extraordinaire And um, you know Definitely appreciate what that brother has done What Yusuf L has, has Brought You know To the whole movement itself What do you call it the, the knowledge movement The conscious movement Whatever you call it The, the woke movement I don't care You gotta salute You know Big Brother Yusuf L HighFrequencyRadioNetwork.com You know Check him out And uh, you know Welcome to the Foundation.com At the very least Sign up for the email list That thing is taking off Hopefully y'all got the You know The credit manual um, If you didn't Check your spam you're, you know, if you're part of the email list, check your spam folder. It comes from a mailer, but you know, I sent the business credit manual out. What was that last Thursday? But yeah, welcome to the foundation.com. Sign up for the email list. You know, I'm getting better with sending stuff out and, you know, throwing extra little tidbits in there that I don't necessarily discuss on the air. You can also find the Instagram. On that website, welcome to the foundation.com. You can find the Twitter, you know, the Facebook page. You know, if you're into that stuff, if you're into that, you know, maybe, you know, you might not be into that. That's cool. It's cool. You know, do your dance. But make sure you check it out. Welcome to the foundation.com. You can, you can make a donation if you so please, if you so choose. I'm not saying you do, you know, but you can. It's always appreciated. You can sign up for, you know, schedule a consultation on the website. The website is actually, very interactive. You know, it's got to be, you know, I'm over here, over here working with Yusuf L. I, you know, I got to have my stuff together, you know. Can't be out here slouching and slacking. Because, you know, who does, who does that? Who does that? But, yeah, definitely I want to say thanks for everyone who's tuned in. I see, you know, the show is getting, you know, if I do say so myself, it's getting large. It's a lot of, a lot of live callers that are calling in every every week now. And, you know, definitely want to say 
peace to all the new listeners, you know, all the new new people checking out the, you know, checking out the broadcast, checking out the show, checking out the podcast, checking out the MP3s. I want to say peace to you. Uh, definitely peace to all the listeners, all the new listeners, <clears throat> all, my, all my old school listeners, my OG listeners. Peace to y'all new listeners. Peace to y'all. I want to say peace to all the live listeners, all the live you know, callers, like I said. Switchboard be popping. I want to say peace to all the inter- internet listeners, the archive listeners, all the podcast listeners, and the MP3 listeners. I see the numbers, you know, weekly and monthly. I'm humbled. Thank you very much. You know, thank you very much. I want to say peace to all the trustees, you know, the private trustees in the training. Salute. I also want to say peace to anyone who's investing in their private education, whether it's with the foundation, wherever you're doing it, on your own, whatever. It doesn't matter. Peace to you. And also I want to say peace to anyone that I've done business with in the private. You know, if you've gotten a consultation or anything like that, I want to say peace to anyone who sent any type of email or well wishes or current event. Peace to Sister Yvette. As well as to anyone who's otherwise added to the foundation. Appreciate y'all. Peace. And that's what we got going on. Welcome to the foundation. Appreciate y'all. I mean, there's a lot of different things you could be doing right now. Did I I say I appreciate y'all? I'm playing. I'm in a good mood. Like I said, I hope you had a great week. I'm going to get into these current events. Got a great show lined up. You know me. You know, I like to hammer in the same stuff, you know. I'm like a, I'm like a dad. Dad, you say that all the time. I've heard it before. Yeah, but I can't tell. You're not showing me. You're not demonstrating. You know, and I'm not saying I'm your dad. I'm not, you know, I'm not your dad. But, you know, I do have that kind of, you know, kind of, kind of swing, you know, swag with it. When it comes to this type of information, because to me, you know, it's very important. And I'll take it upon myself to help and assist those who are out here helping our people you know get into a better position because that's really what it's all about we all want to get into a better position we want to bring more home to our families we want to provide more to the people that we love to our children to our loved ones we want to be able to buy the gifts that we want to buy for them provide you know so we all want the same things ultimately in the life you know so you know my thing is, is I focus on what I see is one of the most hazardous areas to, to be working on when it comes to coming to this knowledge, which is the generation of the income and where the income is being generated. Is it on the individual? Is it on an LLC? Is it some sort of corporation? Is it a nonprofit? Is it something private? And that's, that's where I'm at. You know, people get in a lot of trouble with these taxes. I've seen it. I've been party to it. I haven't been in trouble, but, you know, I was audited. I was audited once. It was cool. It wasn't bad. But I had, the, you know, I had the substantiation to understand that was necessary for me to be able to reverse that specific situation. And that's, you know, really what I'm here for. You know, we all making money, or hopefully we all are. And it's like, if, if we're all making money, we got to understand how to preserve and minimize eroding factors when it comes to that money that we're making. So that's, you know, 
So welcome to the foundation. I'm about to get into the current events. I got, man, a lot. It's crazy. Y'all know what happened today? I don't even know if you know. Stop the music. So let's get into this. I'm on um, Reuters. Apparently that's how you pronounce it. So Reuters. Today, the Federal Open Market Committee, basically the Fed, they left interest rates unchanged. They said that their inflation goal is near. And that had the, pro- the, the I mean, that had the markets tripping today. But let's get into this. The Federal Reserve held interest rates steady today and expressed confidence that a recent rise in inflation to near the U.S. Central Bank's target will be sustained leaving it on track to raise borrowing costs in June. The upgrading of the Fed's inflation outlook represented a milestone after roughly six years of price gains falling short of its 2% goal, even as key aspects of the economy saw a healthy recovery from the 2007-2009 recession. The Fed's rate-setting committee also downplayed a recent slowdown in economic and job growth saying activity had been expanding at a moderate rate and job gains on average had been strong in recent months. It said inflation had moved close to its target in that, quote, on a 12-month basis is expected to run near the committee's symmetric 2% objective over the medium term, end quote. The Fed's decision to leave its benchmark overnight lending rate in a target range of between one5 and 1.75% was unanimous. Investors had all but ruled out another increase at this week's meeting. The Fed raised rates in March and currently forecast another two increases this year, although an increasing number of policymakers see three as possible. Investors overwhelmingly expect a rate hike at the June 12, 13 policy meeting. Bottom line is they downplayed the recent slowdown in economic and job growth they were set to raise the interest rate, I think, five times this year, something like that. Don't quote me on that. Don't quote me on anything. Do your own research. You know, I'm just, I'm just a messenger. I could, I could be reading stuff funny. Bottom line is, they say markets were expecting that they weren't going to up the rate. Everyone was expecting that they were. The fact that they did not and that they're downplaying the economic and job downturn is a big deal. I'm going to tell you why. Next up on Reuters, U.S. dollar off days highs. Treasury yields fall after Fed statement. Follow me. The dollar was off its highs of the day, and the Treasury yields eased today after the Federal Reserve held interest rates steady and gave no signals. It was in a rush to increase the pace of rate hikes. In a statement, the Fed expressed confidence that a recent rise in inflation to near the U.S. central bank's target would be sustained, leaving it on track to raise borrowing costs in June, while it also said inflation on a 12-year basis, blah, blah, blah. I read that last week. Ahead of the statement, some investors were nervous the Fed might sound more hawkish on policy tightening after recent concerns about rising inflation. It looks like it may be calmed some nerves of investors who maybe were expecting a faster pace of hikes because of the rise in inflation. So they're trying to offset inflation that's rising right now. 
Um, the dollar index turned down after the Fed statement before trading, while the S&P was briefly higher before turning lower again. I don't know if you watched the stock market, but it went down today. On Wall Street, the Dow Jones Industrial Average fell 133.6 points. That's big. That's, that's, that's not a game. And what is it? The S&P lost 14 points. It's not a bigger, you know, they don't have that many points. NASDAQ dropped 11 uh, down to 7,119. Forecasting, uh, forecast beating results for the world's biggest company, Apple Incorporated, lifted tech shares, limiting losses in the S&P 500. Apple shares were up 4.9%. I mean, these things are being, pfft. I don't know how you feel about that, but America's mortgage market is still broken. This is an editorial on Bloomberg. Regulations have done a lot to reform the financial system since the 2008 crisis, but they still haven't fixed the market where the trouble started, United States mortgages. It's an omission they need to put right before the next crisis hits. Looking back, it's easy to see what made U.S. housing finance so vulnerable. Loosely regulated companies financed with flighty short-term debt did much of the riskiest lending. Loan servicing companies, which process payments and manage relations with borrowers, lacked the incentives and resources needed to handle the delinquencies. Private label mortgages were packaged into securities with extremely poor mechanisms for deciding who, investors, packagers, or lenders, would take responsibility for bad or fraudulent loans. As soon as borrowers started defaulting in significant numbers, chaos broke out. With little cash or capital, non-bank mortgage lenders imploded by the hundreds. Services left borrowers in the lurch. Some went out of business, while others saw that they could make more money by foreclosing than modifying the loans. The parties involved in securitization um, became embroiled in legal battles about who owed what to whom, litigation that goes on to this day. After the crisis, Congress and regulators took action to prevent a repeat. New rules eliminated the worst of the pre-crisis loans um, and their products. Higher capital requirements made banks somewhat more resilient, yet it's becoming apparent how much the reformers missed. In recent years, highly regulated institutions such as Bank of America, burned by billions of dollars in fines, have shied away from the mortgage business. Instead, they provide short-term credit to non-banks such as Quicken Loans and PennyMac, which do the actual lending. Non-banks now originate some 60% of new mortgages. This is how you know that we're, we're, I mean, it's starting to get real in these, in these markets. In one way, this shift from banks to non-banks is beneficial. It supplies mortgage credit that might otherwise have disappeared, but it also is dangerous because the non-banks are both lightly regulated and fragile. State regulators and government guarantors have set standards for capital and liquidity but they lack resources to follow through and don't share information with better equipped authorities such as the Federal Reserve. In a crisis, banks might pull the lender's credit lines, crippling them at precisely the wrong time for the broader economy, and that could lead taxpayers to bear the costs of any bad loans. The picture is similar in services. Non-banks such as NationStar and Aquin have grown and now handle more than a third of mortgages outstanding. But 
it's uncertain they could cope in a crisis. Advancing payments to investors when loans go delinquent, which is a core responsibility of servicers, demands a lot of cash. It also requires ample capital to absorb possible uh, losses on servicing rights, an asset whose value can quickly evaporate if defaults and prepayments eat into expected fees. At the end of 2017, the three largest publicly traded non-bank servicers had less than $4 billion in tangible equity and more than $6 billion in servicing rights, a precarious ratio that has shown little sign of improving. The private securitization market is looking no better prepared to handle the risk inherent in mortgage lending. Market participants convened by the Treasury Department and the Structured Finance Industry Group, a trade association, have made useful recommendations on how best to balance the demands of lenders, packagers, and investors. Ideas include creating a deal agent to look after investors' interests and ensure quick compensation for any badly underwritten or fraudulent loans. Unfortunately, securitization sponsors have not complied. Some don't even let investors examine a questionable loan until after the property has been foreclosed and sold. You hear what I'm saying? A process that can take several years or more. Such unresolved issues help explain why the market remains in the doldrums. The solutions aren't rocket science. In both lending and servicing, regulators should put banks and non-banks on more equal footing. This requires clearer rules on the legal responsibility for bad loans and higher capital and liquidity requirements for non-banks. Big institutional investors, such as endowments and pension funds, ought to insist on more standardization and better governance in the securities they buy, including deal agents and mechanisms to ensure that servicers act to maximize loan values. If they won't insist, regulators might have to consider setting standards. By the way, mending the mortgage market is the precondition for getting to another piece of unfinished business. The future of Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac. These government-controlled mortgage guarantors have been wards of the state ever since the near collapse in 2008. The government should aim to reduce this kind of involvement in mortgage lending, but the private sector must be ready to pick up the slack first. No two financial crises are ever quite the same. The next one won't be like the last, but history teaches lessons, and there's no excuse for ignoring it. I'm hearing a lot of calls for, for the financial crises. I mean, they're already pointing out these different mortgages and non-banks. I didn't even know Quicken Loans. I mean, I, I've seen ads for this stuff, and I hate ads. Quicken Loans is responsible for 60%. Oh, well, not Quicken Loans. Non-banks now originate 60% of new mortgages. If you understand market stuff, that is going to spook you out, just like it spooked out the billionaire from Egypt who recently put half of his wealth into gold. This is published on Market Watch today. Billionaire girds for stock market crash by investing half his net worth in gold. Egyptian billionaire um, Nagub Saris. I'm sorry. I mean, I'm not. I'm sorry isn't your typical gold bug. The chairman of Oriscom Telecom Media and Technology Holding told Bloomberg in an interview from Cairo this week that he sees gold surging up to $1,800 an ounce while the overvalued stock market hits the skids. 
At last check, gold was down almost 1% at 1,370 now. You should be buying some gold right now. You should be buying some gold right now. You should be buying some gold right now. Silver, too. While the Dow is down and the S&P is down, and we're getting hit hard yesterday and today's session. I'm the billionaire who's Egypt's second richest man behind his younger brother. Is putting his money where his mouth is, investing half of his $5.7 billion net worth in gold. He says, in the end, you have China, and they will not stop consuming. And people also tend to go to gold during crises, and we are full of crises right now. Look at the Middle East and the rest of the world, and Mr. Trump doesn't help. <laughs> uh, Sawiris has grown his substantial wealth by investing in Egypt's telecom sector as well as in less popular markets like Iraq, Pakistan, Bangladesh, and even North Korea, where a peace deal could deliver him nice profits, according to Bloomberg. You know how much investments are over there in North Korea? Half his, half his money he put it in gold. And it's only natural that we move on to CNBC, where they're saying gold rises as the dollar dips after the Fed announcement. And obviously this is today. Gold rose today as the dollar flattened out after the U.S. Federal Reserve held interest rates steady but hinted that inflation is climbing slowly higher. Investors often use gold as a hedge against inflation, which erodes wealth. Higher interest rates make gold, which earns nothing and costs money to store and insure, unattractive. U.S. currency hit a three-and-a-half-month high on Tuesday but parred its gains after the Fed statement Wednesday. Basically lost all the gains it's over. The dollar's rebound has put pressure on gold, and that is likely to persist. This is Junius Bayer, analyst at Karsten Menke. The other problem is a lack of investment demand, which is surprising given the headwinds to global trade from protectionism. This is all the tariffs and all this, you know, the talk of this stuff that's going on right now. You can see it in the physical backed gold products, a primary indicator of safe haven demand. At around 28 million ounces, Holdings of the largest gold-backed exchange-traded fund, or ETF, New York's SPDR Gold Trust, trust, it's a gold trust, <laughs> are down more than 10% since the middle of 2016. Protectionism is a reference to the U.S. plans to levy taxes on aluminum and steel imports, which could mean retaliation from places such as China and the European Union, which is not good. Uh, that's all I'm gonna say. I got a lot of, I got, I mean, I mean, not a lot. But I got a few more articles, so I'm gonna keep moving. This, you know, goes on the up. Stock, stock markets on a, on the downturn. I'm going to CNBC again. Um, Eight hundred thousand people are about to flee New York and California because of taxes. Say economists. So let's get into this. Conservative economist Arthur Laffer and Stephen Moore are predicting a new mass exodus of wealth from New York and California because of the new tax law. But academics who have studied taxes and migration call the forecast pure nonsense. In an op-ed in the Wall Street Journal headline, So Long California, Sayonara New York, Laffer and Moore, who have both advised President Donald Trump, say the new tax bill will cause a net of 800,000 people to move out of California and New York over the next three years. The tax changes limit the deduction of state and local taxes to $10,000. So many high-earning taxpayers in high-tax states will actually face a tax increase under the new tax code. Laffer and Moore say that the effective income tax rate 
um, which is the rate that people actually pay for high earners in California, will jump from 8.5% to 13%. Wealthy Manhattanites would face a similar increase. Those who make $10 million or more will see a potential tax hike of 50% or more, according to, according to the analysis. Those hikes, they say, will cause an exodus of residents to move to lower or no-income tax states. In years to come, millions of people, thousands of businesses, and tens of billions of dollars of net income will flee high-tax blue states for low-tax red states. They said they say 800,000 people will move from California to New York over the next three years. Connecticut, New Jersey, and Minnesota will lose a combined 500,000 people over the same period. Yet economists and sociologists, uh, Crystal Ball Young of Stanford, what? That's his name? Her name? Their name? Who co-authored the leading study on wealth and tax migration calls the forecast pure nonsense? I mean, your name is pure nonsense. Your name is really Crystal, C-R-I-S-T-O-B-A-L. Yo, this is CNBC. Y'all should look this up. This is, I'm not making this up. Crystal Ball. He said that California, New York, and New Jersey have been high-tax states for decades, and they still have the highest per capita concentration of rich people in the country. There's no correlation between the top. Hopefully I'm, <clears throat> man, I just got kicked off. I'm sure y'all can hear me. My whole, my whole entire call dropped. But I know where I was. There's no correlation between the top tax state, uh, top tax state tax rate, and the number or rate of millionaires in the state, he said. He added that the people most affected by tax rates are the late career working rich. And they are less likely to move because they are embedded in place for a host of social and economic reasons from the, lo- the location of their companies and the jobs of their, in their social lives, charitable boards, and customers. Moore and Laffer say that 3.5 million Americans on net have moved from the highest tax states to the lowest tax ones. They add that high earners are the ones who have cost the states the most by leaving. 
yet they fail to mention that very few of those 3.5 million were high earners. What's more, the number of millionaires in those high tax states um, is actually growing, not shrinking. Since 2010, New Jersey had 46,000 net new millionaires for a current total of 258,000, according to the latest data from Phoenix Marketing. New York added 84,000 new millionaires for a total of 465,000. And California has added a, a whopping 160,000, I'm sorry, 169,000 new millionaires since 2010, bringing its current total to 885,000 millionaires. And all of these high-tax states, the broader populations have um, also increased. That's not to say that rich people haven't left these states. They have. High-profile um, high um, individuals like David Tepper leaving New Jersey for Florida get give outsized publicity to those moves. Yet the high-tax states are also creating the most wealth and more new millionaires than the number who are leaving. What's more, it's unclear that taxes are the chief reason for people moving from the Northeast to Florida. I don't know. They can, you can talk all that, you know, y'all heard this? Y'all heard that. Okay, they can talk all that data about all these other years. This is the first year right here where the new taxes are going into play. I'm not really trying to hear none of that. I'm not really trying to hear none of that. But, I mean, you know, if you want, if you want to take that into consideration, they just be throwing stuff at us, though, like straight up, just and, and, and expect you just to be like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, well, in these other years, it was good. Man, there's a whole tax reform. Oh, yeah. They didn't mention that. Check this out. I'm going to quote this. CNBC so-called black men arrested at Starbucks settled the case with the city for $1 each plus a $200,000 program for entrepreneurs. The two men arrested for sitting at a Philadelphia Starbucks without ordering anything have settled with the city for a symbolic $1 each and a promise from officials to set up a $200,000 program for young entrepreneurs. The men's lawyer and Mayor Jim Kenney outlined the agreement to the Associated Press. The arrest of Rashawn Nelson and Dante Robinson on April 12th touched off a furor around the U.S. over racial profiling. They were led away in handcuffs after the manager called police saying the men refused to buy anything or leave. After spending hours in jail, they were released and no charges were filed. The men said they were waiting for a business meeting about a potential real estate deal. Starbucks CEO Kevin Johnson came to Philadelphia to personally apologize. He also announced Starbucks stores would close May 29th for training on bias. As part of their agreement with the coffee chain, Robinson and Nelson will work with former U.S. Attorney General Eric Holder as part of a Starbucks diversity and equity effort. We all recognize the importance of communication about differences and solutions, and that we will be measured by our action, not our words. In addition, the two men have been offered the opportunity to complete their undergraduate degrees through Starbucks College Achievement Program, a fully reimbursed education through Arizona State University. So you get a dollar, we're going to set up a fund, and we're going to put you through college. Maybe that's not bad. Maybe it is. Let's get into tech and let's, let's get moving. Because I would like to get to the topic. Uh-oh. 
seriously don't like that era. While this is trying to catch up, I do want to point out that, you know, there's a lot of, in my opinion, there are a lot of fingers being pointed into where we should be looking, into what we should be doing. And, you know, there are signs that are being put out, in my opinion, that those who have eyes to see and those the proper minds to discern should really be making moves right now. Right now. And I'm one of those people that, you know, there's public ways of generating income and there's private ways of generating income. And I'm one of those people who know that, you know, when the stock market crashes or when it corrects or it loses value or however you want to classify this particular action that unfolds within this, you know, parameter known as the stock market, there's money to be made. And there are particular individuals and, you know, fund managers and institutional, you know, uh, funds and buyers who understand, you know, these market forces and are able to make money. And eventually, you know, when you when you make your transition to the private, eventually, and I'm saying within the first couple of years, you are going to be concerned, not only, but also actively looking into markets and investing. And I'm going to say this, you know, you, you open a, a, a brokerage fund, you, you open it with the trust, and, you know, you start investing in, you know, whatever you want now. What is investing? Investing is like gambling. You can lose everything. So you gotta you gotta create your foundation. So if you have, let's say you're saving, you know, and as you're saving, you come up with, I don't know. Let's say you save thirty thousand dollars. For some people, they'd be like, man, you know, I can't even picture myself saving thirty thousand dollars. I understand that. I was at a, I was in that position too. There was a point in time where I, you know, it happens. To me, I think it's normal, especially where we come from. But hey, what I like to tell my clients and my good friends is, you know, when they come to me and they're like, "Yo, so, man, you know what happened? You know how big this check I got? You know, I just had to be calm and 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 deposit it, and you know." How to act all cool And they were asking me questions About what I do You know Now I just said You know uh, The business is private I'm under non-disclosure With regards to the business of trust And I just pay cool And I got all this money And it's weird I'm like Let it be normal Just let it be normal But as you transition Into the private And you start managing Your wealth properly Because whether You think you have funds Federal Reserve notes or not You are very very wealthy And once you start Managing your wealth Properly you will see that wealth manifested before your eyes instead of being manifested before someone else's eyes. Seriously, 100%. So, yeah, there's there's money to be made. You got a position, let's say you got 30000 position in real money. I don't know. You can open up a fund with $5,000. What's wrong with that? In, in Federal Reserve notes? You start, you know, playing the markets. Now, do your, do your research, of course. You know, study these companies, study their, you know, prospectuses, you know, their financials. All that means that doesn't make any sense. Study that so you understand what I'm saying. But you know, we live off investments in the private. You know, we either invest in businesses or you know, we invest in services or something like that. And we kick back and we, we live off, you know, residual income 
And once you start doing that, you're, gonna, you're looking for more and better investments on how to grow that capital, grow the wealth, grow the corpus of the trust or, you know, whatever particular estate you're, you're dealing with. The goal is, honestly, is by the next generation, when your successors take over the trust, they have to hand off the management of the funds to actual, actual professionals. And then the professionals, you know, they take their fee, you know, for the fund, funds management, whether it's quarterly, uh, you know, semi-annually or, you know, annually or whatever. But that, that's the goal, at least for me. You know, I just, you know, regardless, even if it was, even if, you know, I taught my successors everything I knew, I still don't think when I'm finished that they're going to be able to handle all the, all the wealth of the estate. Because I even at even at you know certain points sometimes I feel like I can't handle it all it's a lot, and I you know I'm not even doing nothing really, you know, on that scale on that level, and I've seen some levels, and I guess me saying I'm not doing anything really is relative I guess to me, and everyone will have their own opinion, but I mean so as you as you transition to the private do not rule out the stock markets futures all that other stuff you know I'm just telling you. To understand where your investments are Are they tangible? Are they public assets? Are they private assets? Is it tangible money? You know, is it actual real money? Or is it paper fiat money? And understand the risks To specific currencies and platforms That you're using to grow The, you know, the the position The wealth of your private estate Because that's our job So yeah, I mean There's money to be made In a stock market going down and that's what people understand. And a lot of people, you know, invest and think about money and the, the use and creation of money from an emotional standpoint. And people who are emotional with the administration of money, you're, you're going to have problems. You're going to have problems, period. I'm not even playing because there's really no room for emotion. When it comes to the money There isn't at all None It's, it's the emotion you get when, You know When you achieve something Or something like that I don't know I'm just saying There's no room for that Is all I'm saying Especially when you're dealing with markets When you're dealing with Any type of investments A strategy In specific You know Educated Scenarios and hypotheses Because I mean that's really the best that you can do But moving forward um, This thing's acting correct Let's go into tech uh, news and then I'm out of here with the, with the current events I'm sorry Tesla stocks drop As Elon Musk gives bizarre earnings call Shares in Tesla stock took a nosedive And after hours trading today As Elon Musk cut off analysts During the first quarter earnings call <laughs> He dismissed a question about gross margins from Bernstein senior analyst Tony Sakanagi as boring. Instead, Musk and other executives answered multiple questions from a Tesla enthusiast and a YouTuber named Golly Russell. Uh, The stock drop may have become apparent around the time when Musk cut off analysts on the call. However, the company's first quarter update has also stoked concerns over Tesla's cash burn and how exactly it will improve margins while ramping Model 3 production. Uh, 
So basically, <laughs> it just sounds like to me, he cut, cut off some analysts on the earnings call. And then maybe that analyst called in some favors and they shorted his stock or something like that. I don't know. A lot of people don't like Tesla. The Obviously, the auto industry doesn't like Tesla. The uh, oil industry doesn't like Tesla. And, you know, there's a lot of embedded interests in the country and not only the world that would love to see this particular company fail. And, you know, it would be kind of like an example to any other company looking to do what Tesla did. You know, if Elon Musk can do it, you better sit down. All right, so this is from Reuters again. Tomorrow's jobs require impressing a bot with quick thinking. Check this out. This kind of is crazy if you if you really think about this right now. And this is on Reuters. This is on Reuters, like straight up. So you can look this up. Once again, tomorrow's jobs require impressing a bot with quick thinking. So a bot. Something I'm you know I'm just gonna say what a bot is because maybe a bot is you'd be like a robot yeah kind of a bot is a program that can interact with humans and other other programs so you know sometimes when you call your your phone service provider and you're talking to a, a automated system well that voice is a bot you can speak back to it. It processes what you're saying, and it speaks back to you. Well, there's other bots that, you know, are in other types of applications like customer service from websites. When you, you know, you think you're chatting with the customer service representative. You're really not. Nine times out of ten, that's a bot. And the only time a human gets involved is when you say something specific, and then, you know, they'll get an alert on their screen, and they'll get into the chat. But really, you're talking to a bot. It's it's really becoming more and more prolific as we move forward with regards to this technology. So basically, they're saying is you're going to have to impress a, a program. In order to get a job, when Andrew Chamberlain started his job four years ago in the research group at jobs website Glassdoor.com, he worked in a programming language called Stata. Then it was R, then Python, then PySpark. My dad was a commercial printer and did the same thing for 30 years. I have to continually say, stay on stuff, said Chamberlain, who is now chief economist for the site. Chamberlain already has one of the jobs of the future, a perpetually changing, shifting universe of work that requires employees to be critical thinkers and fast on their feet. Man, this is not where they're teaching in public school. And I'm teaching critical thinking most most people don't even understand what the actual definition of critical thinking is. Recruiters are looking for those nimble enough to constantly learn new technologies and apply their skills on the fly. And some are now using automated software or bots to weed out candidates. They are not necessarily looking for knowledge of certain software. They are looking for what most consider soft skills, which are problem solving, effective communication, and leadership. Well, most of my family ain't got an effective communication. So, I mean, the human being's role in the workplace is less to do repetitive things all the time and more to do the non-repetitive tasks that bring new kinds of value, said Anthony Carnival, who is the director of Georgetown Center on Education and the Workforce in the United States. So while specializing 
in a specialized science, technology, engineering, and mathematics field can seem like an easy path to a lucrative first job. Employers are telling colleges you are producing engineers, but they do not have the skills we need. It is algorithmic thinking rather than the algorithm itself that is relevant, said Carnivale. Out in the field, Mary Artem is looking for potential as vice president of talent acquisition for car rental firm Enterprise Holdings. She sets out to hire about 8,500 8, college graduates every year for management training program and is an enormous undertaking that has her searching campuses across the country. Artem started in the training program herself 26 years ago, as did the enterprise chief executive, and that is how she gets the attention of young adults and their parents who scoff at a future of renting cars. According to Artem, the biggest deficit in the millennial generation is autonomous decision-making. They are used to being structured and syllabus, she said. To get students ready, some colleges and even high schools are working on building critical thinking skills. For three weeks in January at a private Westminster schools in Atlanta, Georgia, students either get to uh, get jobs or go on trips, which gives them a better sense of what they might do in the future. At Texas State University in San Marcos, meanwhile, students can take a marketable skills master class series. One key area hones in on case studies that companies are using increasingly to filter prospective candidates. This means being able to answer hypothetical questions based on a common scenario the employer faces and showing leadership skills in those scenarios. The career office at the university also focuses on interview skills. Today, that means teaching kids more than just writing an effective resume and showing up in smart clothes. They have to learn how to perform best on video and phone interviews and how to navigate gamification and artificial intelligence bots that many companies are now using in the recruiting process. Norma Geyer, Director of Career Services at Texas State, said her son just recently got a job and not until the final step did he even have a phone interview. He had to solve a couple of problems on a tech system and was graded on that. He didn't even interface with a human being, Geyer said. When companies hire a great volume, they try to balance the technology and face-to-face interactions, said Heidi Soltis Burner, evolving workforce talent leader at financial services firm Deloitte. Increasingly, um, Soltis Burner does not know exactly what those new hires will be doing when they arrive. Other that what other than what business division they will be serving. Man, there's a lot of typos, man. These, these writers, we build flexibility into that because we know each year there are new skills, she said. So, I mean, maybe you, maybe not. Maybe maybe your heirs, maybe not. Maybe your children, maybe your nephews, nieces, maybe not. But increasingly what's going on is there is the proliferation of artificial intelligence in many, many facets of our life, in different areas of our life. And critical thinking, communication skills, and being able to think on your feet is not being taught. We're, we're taught to listen, take directions, follow the, follow the rules. You give us a handbook, you go outside the handbook, they write you up, you get written up too many times, you get fired. What, what, what is the shift is going to in the workforce and beyond is being able to 
think on your own, make your own decisions, make decisions on the fly, and be able to deal with the necessary consequences, if at all, negative or positive, that result from those decisions. And, you know, that's significant. That's very important as far as I'm concerned. So with that being said, you know, um, that's it for current events, y'all. I appreciate you sticking by. That was a long, long current event. I feel like um, they're trying to kick me off. The first time I called in, the connection was really weird. And then I I lost the connection. And now I feel like it's it's being weird again. Hopefully and trustfully, y'all can hear me okay. But I'm just going to keep it moving. So today's topic is 1041 versus 1040. It's not necessarily a topic that I haven't broached before in the, in the past, but it is something that is of vital importance, in my opinion, especially looking at this, this new tax deal that they put out. And the only way I'm really able to see it, honestly, I mean, you can look at what Congress did in the proposals that was put up, but, you know, the Internal Revenue Service is steadily implementing it into the Internal Revenue Code. And with with that happening, I'm able to see what's going on with it and how it's going to affect not only what, you know, millionaires such as you heard of in the articles that I was citing, but the average person, you know, me and you, how is it going to affect us? So 1040, 1040 versus 1041. You know, specifically touches on that topic. Bottom line, not everyone's going to be able to quit their job and start their own job and transition 100% to the private. You know, you know, start your own business, you know, or start your own business through trust and be able to sustain not only your life, but your entire household. You know, not everybody's going to be able to do that. And I'm not saying that everybody do uh, needs to do that. What I'm saying is, at the very least, you should have some sort of side thing going on, is what I'm saying. And at the very least, that side thing should be set up properly, bottom line. So, you know, a hot topic, obviously, and it stays a hot topic, is trust. You know what I mean? So, you know, I know that we have, OG listeners, you know, I got an audience that's OG, been with me for, you know, all these years. I think I'm going up on, am I going on, is it it three years almost? It's almost three years I've been on. I think I did a year on the vault, and it's been over a year on the foundation. It doesn't matter, does it? Either way, this isn't anything really new. It's it's a really hot topic, you know, from the 9-8 number and people having it and having their paperwork and then being stuck and not knowing what to do to, you know, trying to free yourself from, you know, this, what I would call predatory economic system. Some would say this economic slavery. I would agree. So the bottom line is, is let's, let's get into this and talk about what is 1040 versus 1041. 1040 is the individual return. People can, you can say whatever you want, the all cap name, straw man, whatever. It's the individual. Why do you say that so? Because it files an individual return. And really, that's ultimately what it's about. The Social Security Administration is a federal agency, so that number is a federal number. Just like the EINs that are obtained, taxpayer identification numbers, employer identification numbers, the 9-8 number is an employer identification number. It's just the 9-8 designates that the entity is foreign, 
That's why everybody's into it. Everyone wants to be foreign because you feel if I'm foreign, I gotta pay taxes, and that's not really the deal, you know. I'm sure, fine, whatever. Because not only do you gotta be foreign, the entity has to be foreign. None of the agents or trustees can be foreign. None of the beneficiaries or shareholders they gotta be foreign. Um, and then you can't have any U.S. source income, so you can't, you know, be con- effectively connected um, or conducting a trade or business in the United States. So really, that's just like a foreign entity that maybe buys some United States shares on, in the stock market. But even still, it's like, how is, is that is that foreign with regards to the Internal Revenue Service? And a lot of us get this 9-8 number, this, this, this holy grail of privacy, right? Oh, it's the holy grail of being private. Oh, I got my 9-8 number. And I'm not making fun of anybody. I'm, I'm really coming at the people who purport and state this information, like the nine, all you need is your 9-8 number. That's BS. So when it comes down to it, it's an individual. So all capital name, it's an individual. Social security number, it's an individual. It's 1040 is an individual return. Who was the individual? Well, the individual that's filing return, yeah, okay, it's all capital name, but more succinctly and specifically, it's the, you know, it's the social security number. So, you know, that's attached to the birth certificate, right? So that's the 1040. It's an individual return. You can call it what you want. Straw man, the debtor, the sesquay trust, the the the, 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 the devil. I don't, you know, whatever. You can call it whatever you want. It's an individual. It's, it's a corporate, you know, abstract. You know what I mean? It's not substantial. It's abstract. It's on paper. It's, it's, it's on the birth. It's a certificate. Like, get out of here. And it's got a state seal at the top of it. Like, that's an individual. And it's a public individual. And you can be like, oh, well, it came from, um, you know, the the short, the long form, but in, in 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 the application that my mom filled out, the application was a public form, so it originated from a public application. Well, you 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 man, I don't get into that. I don't get into that. It's the individual. The 1040 is the individual. Bottom line, there's no control in the individual. The only control you have with regards to the individual is how much money the individual makes. And a lot of times you don't have that control because you have to be at work every day, eight to five or eight to nine or nine to five or six to 10 or whatever your work schedule is. So the only control that you have over the income that is generated through the individual, let's just keep it plain and simple, is usually control to have more money come through the individual versus less. I mean, you stop working hours, you, you start not showing up for work one or two days out the week, you're going to get fired. Stop, you out of here. And that's the thing. Even, even with the amount of money that you're making using this individual, there's very, very, very little control. You apply for a job, and they say, well, we'll give you this, $14 an hour or something, $10 an hour, we're going to give you $10 an hour. And you're like, mm, my last job, I got 12 and I go, well, how about 11.50? But really, you know, I mean, that's a very, very narrow area of negotiation. Like, that's not control. I mean, I mean, and and if it is, cool. To me, it's not. So not only do you, are you we in very little control about how much income is generated, you know, on the low side, on the high side, either side, but also it's not. There's no control over specific deductions that are allowable. There's no control over specific withholdings, which is the most important thing. Look, corporations pay 
their bills first. Then whatever's up, um, whatever's left over <laughs> after corporations pay all their bills and pay their exemptions, sort of a lot, you know, then whatever's left over is taxed at the corporate rate. Indiv- the individual income is withheld before the individual even gets the funds. It's taken out. Until the individual can prove that there is a refund owed through the filing of an individual return. And there are specific rules and regulations with regards to the individual return. It's like 40-some, 60 pages. I know I printed it off. 1040 1040 instructions. It's crazy. So many, so many stupid things. You can only donate um, $5,500 into an individual retirement account. So what if my employer does not offer any type of retirement any at all? Well, you can still only put 5500 into a retirement account. How many years do you have to work at putting $5,500 into one single retirement account or spread off out across a bunch before that retirement account can sustain you after retirement? I mean, the whole thing to me is just a setup, 100% setup. The main thing is 1041. Let's get into this. It's a trust and estate return. Biggest thing. You got to go back to Big Brother Yusuf L. And the rules to the game. Now, he, he tell me, he'll tell you, he didn't make up the rules to the game. He's just telling us what the rules to the game are. Public and private don't mix. Okay, so we're dealing with trust. Public and private don't mix. So there's a trust of public and private don't mix. All right, so so must be talking. He must be saying that for a reason. Let me think about this. Okay, so there must be a public trust and a private trust. Carter Act. Public trusts usually, more than likely, are put together. I mean, even legal Zoom would do it. Basically, it's an entity that owes its existence to legislation in the same way that the individual does. The individual owes its existence to state legislation that is recognized by federal legislation, which allows a federal agency to issue it a Social Security number. A trust that is public and a state that is public owes its existence to state legislation. Therefore, it is governed by the state. Therefore, it's public. It doesn't protect, you know, grantor trust, for example, does not protect against litigators and creditors. It only protects from probate. Now, a private trust, on the other hand, a contract trust. owes its existence to the contract itself. Now, a public trust and a private trust files the same return. And that's what I feel like confuses some people, especially, you know, the the new people who are just coming in to the information and really just want to know the truth. Tired of being lied to, tired of being BSed. And really just want to know the truth. And I'm the seeker of truth. I'm the, I'm the speaker of the truth. I've accepted that designation. So I'm going to tell you, there's a difference between trust, public trust, private trust. If you got a private trust, 
oh, this is, this is a contract. A, a, a state attorney cannot help you. A state attorney is going to argue with you. A state attorney is not versed and does not understand an entity that can do business in international jurisdictions. Because state attorneys, more often than not, are only dealing with entities that can do business in the states that they have their state bar card in, where they went to their state university or their state college. You know, I got trustee training. You know, trustees, they got my, my private mobile number. And, you know, I, you know, I, don't, I, don't, I don't tell lies. So, you know, I tell them, you know, call me. You know, you're talking to an accountant. You're talking to a lawyer. You're talking to the banker. Call me. And a lot of times they do, which I respect, because I know some people, I'll tell them to call me, and they won't call me. Oh, he's busy. But, you know, it is what it is. I appreciate people trying to look out for me, but at the same time, you look out for yourself, especially if you're in the trainings. You know what I'm saying? But I, I've had trustees call me because these people is arguing with them because they worked at that same bank. Oh, it's Wells Fargo. That's a national bank. Well, they have state charters. They have to incorporate in each state. There's a control of a currency for each state. There's a chamber of commerce for each state. So all these people are known not only are they restricted to the public jurisdiction, but a singular one state jurisdiction out of the other 50 or 49 you know, states that have different jurisdictions and handle their state trust differently. Now, you can, you know, mess around with that stuff if you want. They tried to get me when I was coming back from overseas. You know, a guy I was dealing with overseas in the south of France. He was a Jew, put me on the trust, but didn't tell me enough to where I could, you know, figure it out on my own, 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 own. So, you know, I'll come back talking to attorneys. I talked to three separate attorneys. Some of y'all have heard the story. And each one of them told me that a trust mandatorily dissolves after 12 years. Well, that's the statute in the state where I'm at, where I was talking to them. It was the third one. I thought they were being racist. I thought they were playing me. I thought they oh, you think I'm poor because of my, my melanin content? Or the way I'm dressed or something? No, you know, I had these, these, these issues. We all go through these issues in our mind, you know? But the third attorney was, it was, you know, it was a female, so she was a little less combative, you know? And she said specifically statutory trust. All statutory trust dissolve, must dissolve after 12 years. She gave me a card and she asked me to leave. And I, and I left, you know, I don't get controversial in public. I've never really been about that life. But I always remember that she said statutory. And she, she created a distinction. And maybe she knew exactly what she was doing. Maybe she knew exactly what I was looking for. I just didn't know exactly what I was looking for. And maybe she knew. And maybe she just wanted to give me a distinction, give me a clue. And if I was on it enough, if I was studying, I would pick up what she was putting down and I would be able to keep it moving. And, you know, by the grace of the creator and your ancestors, I was. I was able to do that. But she made a distinction. Statutory trust dissolved mandatorily after 12 years. 
Cause that's what that wasn't what the you know the Jew guy. He was cool too. He's you know, but that's not what he told me. You know, in the south of France, that's not what he told. Me. He didn't say you know he said it lasts forever. Trust fund babies and stuff like that. So, and it's a specific distinction that's most important. So, what is a trust? A trust is defined as a right of property. Right of property. What is property? Real, real property, or personal property? What is real property? Real property is a house, commercial. Building, land, it's all real property. Real estate, that's how you know. You know, I always kind of correlate real property with real estate. I hear real property, oh, real estate. Oh, okay, that's, you know, okay, cool. Personal property, what's that? Movable property. Well, what's that? Uh, cars, vehicles, planes, trains, automobiles, gold, silver, stocks, bonds, mutual funds, scissors, silverware, you know, porcelain, diamonds, emeralds, pearls, you know, classic cars, collectible art. You know, any type of jewelry, anything that can you know be moved, whether with a tow truck, forklift, or you know just with your hands, that's personal property. So a trust is defined as a right of property, real or personal, held by one party for the benefit of another. Real property refers to example, uh, to for example, I'm sorry, land, buildings, crops, or mineral rights. Personal property consists of movable articles such as furniture, jewelry, stocks, or bonds, i.e. everything that is not real property. Why is it? These distinctions are important. First and foremost, public and private doesn't mix. We are not talking about any type of public trust. You want to deal with the public trust, you're dealing with the public trust. You're the co-beneficiary and co-trustee in the bankruptcy for the United States. A Supreme Court case. Some sort of quotation I think I read that last week If I'm not mistaken You can check that out If you like But you know Public trust isn't that deal What is a private trust? A private trust is a trust That exists Through contract There are many types of trust But the but a business trust remains eminent in personal financial planning. A business trust acts in many ways like an individual buying, owing, I'm sorry, buying, owning, selling, spending, and earning. It is private. It can avoid death and inheritance tax, probate tax, death tax, inheritance tax, creditors, litigation, lawsuits. What is it? Gift tax, generation skipping tax. Did I say creditors and lit- litigators? And it, it can allow for capital gains in income tax, savings, or avoidance. But what is, what is, so if a trust is a contract, what is a contract? A contract is an agreement to do or not to do a certain thing. So, you know, you're, you know, you know when, when they settle cases out of court, you know, they can't talk about it. So they sign a contract, a settlement contract. You can't talk about what this case was. Can't talk about how much money we gave you, and you can't sue us ever again for this. That's a contract. So we're specifically talking about a trust contract to do or not to do a certain thing, and is one source of an obligation. An obligation is defined as a legal duty by which a person is bound to do or not to do a certain thing. The elements essential to the existence of a contract are one. 
meeting of the minds. Two, parties capable of contracting. Three, mutual consent of those parties. Four, a lawful object. And five, a sufficient cause or consideration. A contract is either expressed or implied. An express contract is one in which the terms are stated in words, usually on paper. The existence of, of such terms of an implied contract are manifest by conduct. Y'all hear that? The existence of an implied contract. That, that, I mean... That's crazy. The existence of the terms of an implied contract are manifest by conduct. A lot, of, a, lot of, a lot of certain things that we're doing every day that shows that we're in a specific con, contract. Me, me personally, my, my biggest thing that I'm concerned about, and I think it's my personal business, you know what I'm saying, because we're family, and, and I gain when you gain, and I lose when you lose. So the biggest contract that I feel like you're, we are breaching is the contract to properly manage our wealth, to be, you know, be fruitful. And, you know, be fruitful. Okay, so yeah, that's just very simple, but for who? For whom? Be fruitful for whom? I think that's the biggest question, and that's a conscious, conscious choice. And by, is, does your conduct demonstrate that you're in a particular implied contract that you are being fruitful for some one other than you or yours? Properly set up through the system of interrelating trust, you can avoid probate tax, income tax, state tax, death tax, inheritance tax, um, generation skipping tax, all types of creditors, litigation, because the trust never dies. There's no probate. It has the same bank accounts. It has the same, you know, life insurance policies. It has all the same accounts. The successors simply come in and take over the pre-existing business of these particular trusts. That is powerful. Powerful. There's nothing to probate. The trust never dies. And if you own nothing, control everything, and everything is owned in a trust, there's no exchange of ownership, is there? If I have a trust account with $20,000 in it, and you have a particular vehicle that I want titled in your trust. <laughs> Man, sometimes I feel like they're going to come get me. You have a vehicle. I ain't never scared. You got a vehicle titled in that trust that I want. Right? What are you going to do? What would you do? I'll tell you what I'd do. Like, listen, listen here, man. You know, I like that car. That's a nice car. How much you want for the car? I want twenty-two thousand. That's what you say. I'll give you twenty right now. Okay, 
20000 cash? Yep, absolutely. Okay. Well, give it to me. Write me a check. No. What do you mean, no? You said you give me 20000 I said I had to give you 20000 cash. Where I'm from, they call it 20000 Wow. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just playing. But yeah, you said you give me 20 cash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to give it to you. All right, so give it to me. Write me a check. Give me some cash. No, no, no. Here's what we're going to do. You're going to resign as trustee of the trust that has holds the title to that vehicle. You're going to name me as a successor and resign. So I'm going to come on as a trustee. I'm going to name you as a successor and re- and resign, and you come on as a trustee. All you got to do is just walk in the bank, show them, show them the minute where you sign on as a trustee. And then they'll put your name on the account. They'll take my name off. The twenty thousand, it's it's in the account. I'm not writing you a check. I'm not giving you cash. And then I'm gonna come on to the trust that is titled to the vehicle. We ain't gotta change the vehicle title. I don't wanna do that because they wanna they wanna charge taxes when you change the title of the vehicle and when you record titles properties. They charge for all that. We don't do with that. So I'm gonna come on to that trust. You resign, I come on, I'm going to resign, you come on. There was, there, was no, <laughs> there was no money exchange, there was no transaction, that was, wasn't in the sale, there's nothing to tax. IRS come at me, bro, I dare you. And that specific transaction ain't nothing shaking with the back leg of that peeing dog named Bacon. I'm just playing, let me, let me chill, but you know, I just... I get excited and I want to show my excitement because there's so much on the other side, on the private side. That's, that's nothing. There's so much on the private side. It'll make your head spin. Like literally you'll be, your head will be spinning for like three months and you won't know what to do first, but that'll be a good thing because everything that you're thinking of to do is very positive and exciting. And you just want to tell everybody what you can't because a lot of people feel like you're stunting on them. But that's the thing, you know, it's like, let it be normal. Let it be normal. Those of you who got a job, I don't, you know, hey, I can't knock the struggle. And I'm not. And I never will. I respect those who hold down jobs. I respect those who hold down jobs even more who have a plan. I respect those who hold down jobs even more who have another business on the side. I don't care what it is, just a little bit. It's extra income that you could, through your trustee understanding and your private knowledge, avoid income taxes on. That's a big deal. You can title assets and funds in the name of the trust. Anything happens to you, nothing's going to happen to you. Just make sure your successors are in line. They know what's going on. They know where their bank accounts are, where to go, what location is favorable, who to talk to, who you had a good relationship with, so on and so forth. Quite simple. Once it gets set up, very simple. It takes time, but I'm here to help. You can email me at admin at welcometothefoundation.com. That's admin at welcometothefoundation.com. I do offer private trustee training. I do offer private consultations. Workman is worthy of his hire. 
I'm putting a lot of work to get where I am. So I expect those to get in, you know, put in work to get where you're at. Or I'm sorry, to put in work to get from where you're at, to get where you're going. With that being said, my long-winded self got less than 60 seconds left in the broadcast. If you are on line on the website checking out the show, you got to call in 424-222-5250. Otherwise, you will be kicked off when we begin to stream in about 20 seconds. Ah. And I'm going to go to the phone lines here in a second because I'm pretty much finished. With what I had to say But the bottom line is is Understand what's going on Don't let these people out here Confuse you and trick you up Don't do it Because it's not about a debtor It's not about an all cap name It's not about a Seth Cray Trust It's about An individual You look at the returns What's going on with, with the returns Does it say Individual return or does it say debtor return <laughs> Does it say straw man return It's just you know It, it confuses us So I'm, I'm out here trying to you know Steer clear of the confusion Phone lines are open If you're on the phone line Congratulations If you're not You're listening to an archive episode right now but I'm going to go to the phone line. Y'all can push one if you want to jump on. If you fell off, hey, if you fell off, it's a wrap. You got to check out the archives. Having a good week. I trust you're having a good week as well. Press one if you want to holler. Bottom line is, real, real, in, in all realism, the first thing, it starts in your mind. You got to understand that you're worth it. You got you to gotta know that you're worth it. You got to know that, you know, there are energies, people, and mechanisms around you that are there to enable you. You just got to see them and utilize them. Close mouth doesn't get fed. Believe, begin, become. Very simple. Three is the magic number. Believe, begin, become. All three of those are required for any type of anything. Anything at all. It's very important. But the transition to private... No matter what, how old you are, how young you are, how much money you got, how much money you don't got, uh, how much education you have, how much education you don't have, how much time you have, how much time you don't have, how many children you have, how many children you don't have, it don't matter. No matter what, everyone or every one of my brothers and sisters should be set up in this specific system. 1041 system is what my mentors call it. The 1041 system. I like to call it the system of interrelating trusts, but that can be kind of, you know, confusing and obfuscates really, especially if you have public entities that are in that specific system. But up path, down path, however you do it, it's up to you. But not too old, you're not too young, you're not too poor, you're not too rich, you're not too nothing, you're not too tired, you're not too easy to start in your private transition. Period. Seriously. It's important. And, and if you don't think it's important, then who do you think is important? Think of them. I don't care if it's your girl, your boy, your son, your daughter, your mom, your dad, your cousin. It don't matter who it is. 
they're important to you. And that's all the reason you need to get your affairs in order. That's it. And with that being said, I'm gonna go to the phone lines. Man, I ran I ran kinda heavy tonight. My apologies. First caller. I'm trying to catch Yvette. What's Yvette? Is this Yvette? This is a gamble. Three four seven zero five two nine. Three four seven zero five two nine. Peace. What's your name? Where you calling from? Peace, Slow Peace community. Kings and Queens. What's the deal? What's the deal? Folks, we have some serious info that's coming forward from you tonight. But community, I need to pull your ears right now. And this is real. Those of y'all who are out here looking for jobs, because I know some of you looking for jobs so you could get in the private, clear your Facebook pages. Okay? People are checking your backgrounds. If you're not correct, it's showing. People are investigating your Facebook pages. they checking to see if you have criminal backgrounds. If you're smoking, drinking, and partying, and the extracurriculars, you need to clean yourselves out. Because unknowing to you all, when they take these blood, urine, and hair tests, they don't tell you, but it goes into a private database. You get flagged for the first 30 days. After the second flag, you go into a 60-day period. The third flag is three months. After that, you get flagged for a year. Once you hit a year flag, you're not employable place. Okay, your little Facebook pages that you, you're lighting up and doing all kinds of fraudulent stuff, that's what's holding a lot of you back. So, community, check yourselves, get yourselves right. We need to get in the private. Now, for the communities that's living in large groups, and you know where I'm coming to, because you're packed, start spreading yourselves out, start relocating to different areas, because you're being watched and on a big level. Move yourselves out, spread yourselves out, spread your wealth. Community, I know you all have something to send in. Donate something, pull together, get yourselves together. Okay? For those who have jobs, if they have a deferred plan before taxes, lock that in. Because unlike some of us who do not have the deferred, we're getting taxed heavily. Any place from 38 to 45%. Put those deferments in a before tax. That money doesn't go to the government. It goes into that retirement plan. They can't touch it until you retire. The only time you could pull that money is to buy your property, your child's college, or else medical. Leave that there until you're ready to go into the private. You will transition over properly. Don't do anything stupid. Community, this is the warning. Clear your backgrounds. Make yourselves disappear. Be very, very careful. Spread yourselves out. 
My brother Saltel, peace to you. Blessings as always. We'll get back. In a few days, we're going to be in the private. We're going to have our consultation. Be blessed, my brother. Peace, community, right, kings sister. and queens. Appreciate you, sister. Thank you very much. All right, all right. Yeah, I think I'm going to bring, I'm trying to bring this sister in first. She be putting it down. And, I, you know, I appreciate, you know, the sister, she goes in, she sends current events, she works, you know, She's putting in work, you know, for the community and everybody, you know, everybody, you, you too, you, you can play your part. You can play your part. You see a hole, plug it or run through it. Or I don't know, you know, you tell me just, you know, there's, there's always room for someone else to add their positive contribution. You understand what I'm saying? I'm gonna go to the next call to three, four, seven, seven, six, zero, five. Three four seven seven six zero five. Peace. What's your name? Where you calling from? Peace, Yusuf. My name is Davon. I got a quick question for you, brother. Davon, peace, peace, family. Yeah, I can hear you, but uh, my name is So L. I'm not Yusuf. Yusuf is the big brother. Okay, So this L. Is the foundation. Pardon me, brother. Yep. No, I just want to make it clear. No, I ain't, okay. I ain't stealing no identity out here. This, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> this is my question. My brother put me on to you, and I want to thank you for everything that you're doing, right? And the problem is, when I go with him to the bank, we're trying to get his um, medallion stamp for his UCC paperwork, and they're not letting him get the stamp. Is there another way about going about it? Why do you need a stamp? For what UCC what? For the UCC one thousand. For the UCC one thousand. Why you need a medallion? Because on the paperwork that? it said, on the paperwork it says that no notary can't do it. Only a um, financial institution can do it. Can do what? Put a stamp on there? Yeah. Um, the and then, and the then finance that, statement. On top of that, he... go ahead. Yeah. And then on then on top of that, he has like this parole issue. He has like a parole warrant. A parole warrant. All right. Well, here. Let me just let me just focus on yeah. the. And I don't really get into this too much. You know, I leave this to usage mostly. But the financing statement is uniform. It's a uniform commercial course. So the financing statement, the first page at least, is uniform for all the states. Right. So you can fill that out, and the, the financing statement that that page doesn't need to be notarized. I don't know, or or stamped, or whatever. You know, and then you, you, I, what I understand, each jurisdiction, so each state, it don't matter what you put behind that that UCC one page, you know, the first page. Yeah, you just got to have that uniform first page. But I, that's the first time I've ever heard anybody say that they need a medallion stamp for a, a financing statement. No, the, the financing statement paper, that's good. There's like the um, the whole hardness paper and the security green paper. Mm-hmm. It's the power of attorney. And it says it says on there that a notary can't do it. Yeah, it says it has to be acceptable for a financial institution. Like every time we go to the bank, you, they keep telling him. Yeah, I don't know where you every where, where every, did you get this process from. Well, he he got it from a brother named um, Charles the Doc online. 
Um, look, family. Uh, I would say, you know, I can't. I can't say nothing about nobody else's process. That's the first time I've heard anything about a medallion stamp having to do with anything with the financing statement, whether it's the hold harmless agreement, the private agreement, you know, none, any of that. So um, I've yeah. never heard of that. I would just say um, that that. You know, me personally, and this is just me, so, so L, this is just me saying that that process that you got or your your brother has yeah. is is weird. It's weird. And that medallion stamp sounds unnecessary. Mm-hmm. All those are private agreements. It needs to be notarized. A notary yeah. is a witness of private documents. Um, and that notary makes those private documents that the notary stamp be able to be seen in the public, like seen, like they can see it now. Otherwise, it's private and they can't right. see it. They have no jurisdiction over it. So a bank's medallion stamp, a bank is under a notary. The notary is up there with the Secretary of State. The bank is under the Comptroller of Currency, under the um, the uh, Chamber of Commerce for the state. You understand what I'm saying? So a bank is an inferior yeah. to a notary. So it sounds like whoever that process is either by an agent or someone who doesn't know what they're doing. I don't know, but it, it just sounds weird to me. And a bank's not going to put a bank medallion stamp on anything that they can't verify. And the only time I've heard anything about a bank medallion stamp is that when a private trust has private assets, specifically gold or silver, on deposit with a safekeeping receipt, and the bank will medallion stamp their uh, uh, what is it the uh, private trustee or the private uh, affidavit evaluation for the trust. Okay. And different okay. instruments like that where they recognize that their funds are coming out of their account that, that they have um, some sort of uh, relationship with because that account's at their bank and they can verify specific stuff. Okay. So none of that, the private agreement, the hold harmless, the indemnity, none of those have anything to do with a bank institution. They just need to be notarized. Well, so I would well, double check that, and I would definitely look at you know Yusuf. He you know he has classes on secure party uh, process and stuff like that. So I would go to highfrequencyradionetwork.com and check out what he has to offer. Okay. For that. What What about? See, it's it's a power of attorney though. What does the bank have to do with the power of attorney? Is is, is a notary. A power of attorney, and then when the, when the power of attorney signs signs their paperwork, they got to designate their signature as attorney in fact, or A um, I F. Okay. So I don't see how the bank, because what? So now the bank is who's the power of attorney? You giving the bank the power of attorney? Nah, the the paperwork that my brother has is a power of attorney, and it says that no notary can't sign it. You have to go to a financial institution. I'm to telling you, that sounds really yeah. weird to me. That sounds really weird to me. You want, you want, you got a private agreement, the private contracts, but you get, you, it needs a bank right. medallion symbol. That that just sounds weird to me. That's that's mixing public and private. I don't, okay. I don't understand that. So I can't really speak on that. You know. Okay, I appreciate it. Though, but check buddy. out, yeah, no problem. Check out highfrequencyradionetwork.com. And you know, um, Yusuf got SPC University, Secure Party Creditor University. So, okay, I'm not going to go on that. Right about it, I'm not hearing it. Okay, cool. Got you. Thanks for calling in, brother. Appreciate, Appreciate it. it. Thank you, brother. All right. Yeah, peace. All right. All right. 
Child. Yeah, that sounds real funny. I don't know if anybody knows. You know what I mean? What my man was talking about and what I was talking about. But, pff, yo, see, that's what I'm saying. People out here tripping and then trying to sell it to people and they be in, they be in situations. He said his brother had a parole. Man. Man. I don't seen street violence for less. 501-6281. 501-6281. Peace. What's your name? Where you calling from? So I hit that button by accident, brother. I didn't mean to. Oh, no problem. I appreciate you. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for checking out the show. All right. Peace, brother. No problem. All right. 718 8092. 718. Did I get that already? Nope. 8092. Peace. What's your name? Where you calling from? 8092, hit your mute button. 8092, peace. Hey, how you keep hearing me, Soel? Oh. Okay, yeah, I can yeah, hear you. Yeah, this is me, Dad. All right, peace. How's everything? Okay. I'm all right. I'm all right. Just taking it easy. That's good. I'm on my way out to the Rockaways. Yeah, you know, I have my little guy today, but elsewhere, everything is all right, you know? I've been thinking about a lot of things you said in the past, you know. Um, a lot of people need to take advantage because we don't know how long our loved ones going to be in our life. So we have to, like, you know, um, get and grasp what, they, uh, what they're what they giving us before it's too late, you know. All our people in our, our family, you know. And um, being more right. proactive about that. You know, but, um, but how is everything otherwise, you and your family? Everything yeah, everything's good? perfect. Uh, no complaints, none whatsoever. Same, We're all healthy, the same you know, wealthy, eating good. Same with you. Same, same over here with me too, like that. But um, I just, you know, um, I always punch in. I don't have any questions this week. I need to write my questions down. But anyway, I'm gonna let you take the next call, and I'll talk to you. Next. Oh, you know what? I have a hard time navigating um the new system that you put up. Before I just can like just go to the archives with no problem. Now, um, this, I just have a hard time navigating it, but I'll figure it out some type of way. And um, I'm going to let you take the next call, all right? You talking about the archives for the shows? Yeah, because before I used to just, like, tap it on it and listen to it with no problem. Now it's like, you know, I'm not a, I'm not a computer wizard, you know. I'm kind of like dinosaurs, so I don't really I have to, like, you know, learn how to use computers and stuff like that. I'm not really good at it, you know, <laughs> all this technology stuff. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> yeah, you know, I understand. All right, well, you know, um, I could probably give you a link. You talking about last week, or you know, I don't know. You can, uh, blog talk it's, radio dot com. It's, it's been okay. It's been for the past few weeks. I've been having problems with that. You know, that because like sometimes you know I listen to it, but to get to understand the show um even better, that you know, and um to really wake up my mind. That I wasn't able to get to it like that. But anyway, um, I'll I'll figure it out. I'll go to the blog talk like that, you know. And to you and everybody yeah. out here, live long and stay strong. And I'm gonna let you take the next call. All right. All right, family. Appreciate you, man. Thanks for calling in. I like the same here. Peace to God. Peace. 
Alright, let's let's keep it moving. Always love the, you know, my regular family members that rock with me. Uh let's just move on to the next caller. I think this is Biggity Brian from the Bay. You about to you gotta hurry up and get to his phone. What's up, man? Yeah, peace family, how you doing? All right. Yeah, I'm over here in the bay. Um no, just uh listening, enjoying the show and just uh showing support. Um, like you said, people just gotta figure out what they what they wanna do, man. So um I feel like I feel like a lot of this stuff is just supposed to distract you to put your energy towards towards other things that ain't uh accomplishing things you need to accomplish, so you know, people just need to focus on, you know, what what they possibly could do, even if they have a job, and say, all right, what do? How am I gonna get myself in a position where, if I lose this job, you know, I'm not I'm not pulling my hair out, you know, and like you say, you just start, you got to start somewhere. So why not start here, learn this, and start taking back your control or your energy and start to. Uh, Developing stuff that can help you be able to do what you want to do. So that's it, man. I got nothing really for you. So <laughs> hey, man. I mean, you just you kind of said a lot, though. Appreciate it. That's what's up. No, I mean, you know, right. it's important. You know, like I, like I said, it's important to to know. You know, a lot of people say the word believe, but I mean, I think it's you know, you got to know. That that it, not only that you got to make a move, but that you can, and it's well within your reach. You know what I mean? Yeah. What what when I, I kind of the biggest part of it. Yeah. I, when I come to came to the realization that you know, do my own study about you know all the information that's out here is that you know they they kind of say that we are leaving the or we are out of that age of believing because believing is a good thing because it helps you get motivated. To do things, you know, because you believe can motivate you to get get the ball rolling, but it also has a bad, you know, it's a double sided coin. So you, then you just start believing in, you know, like the massage effect or something like that, where you need somebody to, you know, take care of you or something. But you know, they say we're in the age of knowing, and you know, your belief turns to knowing. So therefore, you know you can do it. So it's all right to believe, but eventually you want to change it when you know. Where you going? And you know that's what I'm trying to. do I mean, I ain't nobody. I'm, I'm like you. You know, you know. I'm just trying. I'm leaping and taking big risks, and you know, I know I'm a Lance where better than where I was at before, and that's the only thing I have. You know, I believe, and now I feel like yeah, I know. And so even if I don't succeed in somebody else's idea, I'm willing to take that risk, and maybe, maybe, maybe it might take me a little bit longer, but you know. I just figure I need to take the risk so I can start creating. And I feel like a lot of us need to start trying to, you know, create, you know, instead of letting us worry about things that can't help us. Simple as that. You know, I'm going to let you talk to the next person. So, <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I'm going to leave your mic open. I'm going to call in. Uh, I'm bringing in. Um, where is he at? Capitone. Where is he at? There he is. Capitone. Peace, family. Capitone, Mello. Uh, oh, can you hear me? Yes, sir. Peace to the God. 
Yeah, peace to the guys, man. I was like, oh man, you left, you left me hanging. Peace, man. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, I'm doing well, I'm doing well. You know, all is well. I'm not gonna complain. You know what I'm saying? We're above earth. I'm talking to you. You talking to me? You know what I'm saying? You know, we're here. So that's what it is. You know what I'm saying? Uh, keeping it moving. Tomorrow's solo return as well. So you know what I mean? I got got some plans. Uh, Got some people I'm gonna meet up with. Got some sisters and whatnot. They got uh indulging with the the uh the organics, especially with the herb teas and uh definitely other uh, errors of business. So we'll see what's going on, man. And uh trying to put together a little, little like minded, you know what I'm saying, team as well, so we can better do business properly. Because you know proper business when when it's done well, nickers uh healthy relationship. You know what I'm saying. We're two again now for your deductions, like you said. You know what I'm saying? Avoidance. You know what I'm saying? So we definitely want to get off into that. You know what I'm saying? Healthy structure for the business. Healthy relationships. So yeah, I definitely, uh, I, I definitely, you know, I'm thankful for everything that your brain brought to work. You know what I'm saying? Uh, we need to keep going in, providing, divine, you know what I'm saying? Tools that we need in order to structure the business properly. You know, they made it pass it on, protect it, preserve it, and uh, you know, as well grow it. So, thanks a lot, indeed, brother. I salute you. Gratitude once again. You know, uh, thanks is just a, you know, another expression that we can, you know what I mean, uh, definitely convey to you. But, uh, prices, prices, uh, the worst is definitely really the prices, brother. You know what I mean? That's that's no problem. So, uh, I tell you what, this man, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna definitely uh, give you a shout out because I got some more people that I'm trying to see how I'm gonna utilize this structure and put it together so we all be up on the one big, uh, one big total, so to speak. You know what I'm saying? One big central. You know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, you know what I'm saying? Operating. Uh, what I'm trying to say, one big central operating. You know what I'm saying? Domain. And uh, we have many, many various, uh, so to speak, services uh, within that or around it, so to speak. So uh, I'm going to definitely reach out to you on that. I'm definitely reach out to you on that, man. And, uh, get with you, so I need some advice, you feel me? Yeah, got you, got you, man. Appreciate you. Appreciate you calling in, man. And, uh, you know. Always. I look forward to talking to you soon, man. Get home safe. Sounds like you're traveling. Yes, sir, indeed. We are we in transit. We're definitely in transit. In public, in transit. You know, that's what we have right now. Trying to make it back to the domain. You know what I'm saying? Privately. Safety and privately. Gotcha, bro. Yes, that. sir. Right, All right, family. Yeah. yeah, thanks, bro. All right, man. Peace. Peace to you, man. Talk to you soon. Have a great week. Yeah. I may be going choppy. Uh nine eight oh eight nine five nine. Nine eight oh eight nine five nine peace. What's your name? Where you calling from? Peace to the guys. I'm you. Oh, what's up, family? I'm good, man. I'm good. I wanna um, I was calling to say what's up, but I wanna link with you tomorrow. 
I'll hit you in the private. Okay, yeah, I'm looking. You going? You going to call? I, uh, you got my mobile, right? No. What? Yeah, I sent you that email. Hit, I'll email it to you. Email. Yeah, all right. That's what's up. Okay. Yep, no problem. Peace. All right, that's it. Peace, Brian. I'm out of here, man. I'll talk to you soon. I got to get with you anyways. And, of course, peace to you, all of you, everyone who checked out the show this evening. I want to say thank you. You know, um, your heirs, thank you. Your future self, thanks you. The, the, The one who has more time and the one who has more available, disposable funds. Thanks you. Your future self, that is. You know, investing in your private education is one of the best investments that you're going to make in your life. And you're on the right track, and I salute you. With that being said, I want to say thank you to all the listeners, all the archive listeners, everyone who called in, anyone who adds to the foundation for checking out the foundation. You know, um, Daryl said something significant. And, you know, you don't know when people are going to be gone. And I don't know how much longer I'm going to be on this network. But I do know that so far, up until this point, the content that I put out is going to be able to help a lot of people if they put their minds to it. And, you know, you stay dedicated. So with that being said, welcome to the foundation.com. Sign up for the email list. You know, find all the social media accounts. Make a donation. Sign up for a consultation. Just say what's up. All from the website, welcome to the foundation.com. Also, highfrequencyradionetwork.com. If you're talking about discharge, you know, these weird uh, bank things on your UCC, like I ain't never heard of, hit up highfrequencyradionetwork.com. He'll get with you. My main thing is to help you transition to the private properly, legally, and lawfully while we're legally avoiding taxation. And that takes time, but you only have to do it once, and that's a great thing. You are worth it. Your errors are worth it. The people that you care about are worth it, and nothing's going to happen. No one's going to come down to save you, pick you up, knock on your door, and say, hey, man, check this out. I know you need this, and I got you. All you got to do is sit back there on the couch and eat some popcorn and chill and watch YouTube videos. It'll never happen. You're going to have to stand up, get up, and make some moves to produce a better situation for yourselves and those that you care about. You can do it. You just got to believe. And belief is serious because at first you need to believe. But once you do it, then it's knowledge. Now you know. So either you're slacking or you're not at that point because it's no longer about belief. You've done it already. Do it again. So those of you who know and just aren't on your square, get up and do it again. Those of you who believe, continue to believe and get it done. I'm your brother. So, L, I got your back. You can email me, admin, at welcometothefoundation.com. And, you know, I can assist in you walking this path. It will be my pleasure. It It will be an honor. With that being said, enjoy yourself. Have a wonderful week. Take care of yourself. Be good to yourself. You know, don't eat that junk food for one day. Or, you know, don't be overcritical about yourself in your own mind. 
Do something to be good to yourself so that way it's easier to be good to someone else. You understand what I'm saying? And that way we produce positive, reciprocating cycles that manifest great things. I love y'all. Have a great week. I look forward to hollering at you next week here on The Foundation on High Frequency Radio. Peace to the gods. Doing this thing all the way live. High Frequency Radio.